Advice, your bite-sized segments to inform and inspire. This is the powerful way to start your day. I'm Megan Morass, I own a cultural PR agency, and in my spare time, I love to write poems and short stories. And I'm Tara Scott, I used to run fashion label Tara Starler, and now I help brands grow through community-led marketing. You can follow us on Instagram at The Slice Podcast, and please get in touch on Twitter too. Hello and welcome. Today's episode is all about overcoming imposter syndrome. So thank you for joining us today. If you are aware of imposter syndrome, as I'm sure many of you will be, um, then it will come as no surprise to you that we're choosing to cover it today because it's a really widespread issue that affects a lot of women Mm. in their careers, professional women especially. Um, But it does actually, um, the studies show that it does actually affect men and women roughly equally. Um, and it's affecting about 70% of of people say that they have experienced imposter syndrome. That's crazy. Do we think that um, imposter syndrome is kind of a newfangled term for essentially lack of confidence? So the definition is a psychological phenomenon in which people are not able to internalise their accomplishments... Right. And also a persistent and internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. That's the thing that it's, I relate yeah, to. Yeah, it's most. the thing of feeling like you're going to get caught out mm. as being not qualified enough to be doing your job, essentially. Yeah. 100%. So I think it is different from confidence because you can still be you know, quite a confident person. But still suffer from it. Yeah, and also, um, you know, vice versa. You could be a relatively unconfident person but still have a really clear grasp of what your accomplishments and qualifications are and be be quite confident in your professional position. Yeah, 100%. I mean, imposter syndrome is something that's very close to my heart. I think I deal with it, well, not think, I deal with it on a daily basis. It's something that comes up every single day. Um, Usually because, obviously, running your own business, you have to make really tough decisions every day. And also, you know, you haven't, I personally haven't gone to a business school or I haven't done a business management course or Mm. any of that stuff. I'm just literally doing the best I can. So you do kind of feel like an imposter. And something that really helps me is definitely remembering that everybody else is kind of making it up as they're going along as well. A hundred percent, yeah. We're all just like, a a good way to kind of reassure yourself is to just remember that we're all trying our best. Yeah. And we're all just, you know... Do you know what? Instagram does not help with this shit. It doesn't. Every time I log into Instagram, I'm like, oh my God, what? You sold your company for 11 million pounds. what? You've just brought a book out or what? Yeah. You just got married. Yeah, oh my God, married, what is it? Or... Every single human is bringing a book out right now. I'm not even joking. I'm like, oh my God, you brought a book out. Well, it's like if you're trying to get pregnant or waiting to be proposed to as well, like it seems like everyone's announcing their pregnancies or everyone's just got engaged or is getting married. Yeah. I think when you're, when it's something that you are kind of like, wishing for and hoping for to come into your life it's it you're more attuned to noticing other people who are doing it yeah totally it's like you pick up on the people that are doing the thing that you and that's comparison isn't it so one of the things that I think is a real kind of um 
it, it just feeds into the imposter syndrome in a negative way. Oh my God. It's things like comparison or perfectionism. So I really suffered from this kind of Instagram comparison thing. And recently, well, actually about four months ago, I did an Instagram cull. Yeah. And I asked myself three questions, i.e. am I going to keep you or not, based on these three questions. One, do you inspire me? Which can also, I think, drive imposter syndrome, but I kept that one in. Two, are you relatable? Like, mm. I'm not being funny. Do you? Well, like... that's the balance, isn't yeah. it? Because like that, the the it's it's unrealistic inspiration, yeah. unrealistic achievements, and yeah. and so I culled be... all the Kardashians. Any like, not in a nasty way, but any influencers that were literally just posting like bikini body pics or you know them constantly on holiday because it just felt so unachievable for me Mm. and the third one was does the Instagram account make me laugh oh nice yeah and actually now my Instagram's quite funny (laughs) (laughs) so now I do some lols which is nice because I used to go onto Instagram and be like oh my god I'm not achieving enough I'm a total fraud I'm not moving quick enough you know it's all this kind of self negative reflection Mm. now I'm just having some lols Having yeah. a nice time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I didn't look at Instagram then, guys, but I'm just laughing because I'm happy that I've curated a funny well Instagram. Well done. Thanks, Well Bruce. done. Um, so now we're going to talk about the five types of imposter syndrome. Um, and actually... This, Tara, is a, this is according to... Um, Valerie Young. Dr. Valerie Young, yeah, who's... Who seems expert. to be the number one expert. The go-to. Yeah, I think she actually coined the phrase. Um, and actually, there's a really interesting TED Talk, which you guys should listen to, which she's given all about imposter syndrome, which happened in 2017. So a few years ago, where she actually kind of created the name for this. Because I think up until that point, I think people were just thinking that they were underconfident, or you're shaking your head. I'm shaking my head because it was Pauline Clance and Suzanne Eames in 1978. Eight. Oh my god, guys, I just got shot down. <laughs> but did you like how I delivered it with confidence? Yeah. <laughs> no imposter here. <laughs> I only, I mean, I would have gone... So in the 70s... Really gone along, yeah. Ni- well, 1978, right at the end of the decade, yeah. That's so interesting. Do you think that was prior the advent of like this kind of like 80s heyday, you know, be at the top of your game, make loads of money? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah. and they were specifically researching it um, as a women's issue. Hmm. So I think it was, you know, really born out of the whole women's lib movement and everything like that. Okay, well, do you want to take us through the five types? Okay, yeah, so according to Dr. Valerie Young, um, there are five subgroups of um, imposter syndrome, and they are the perfectionist. Relate. The superwoman, or man. Oh. The genius. Mm. The soloist. Can relate. And the expert. Apparently, you need to do 10,000 hours of something to be an expert. Wow. To so it all an expert on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) You totally are. Um, Yeah, and so these these, uh, subgroups or types are um, all kind of like explored and outlined in Dr. Young's book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, subheading Why Capable People Suffer from the Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It, which um, neither of us have read, but it looks really good. We both just ordered it on Amazon. 
Yeah, really desperate to read that because honestly, on a daily basis, it's like, what am I doing? So some examples, um, the perfectionist, I feel like we can probably all relate to whether we are one or no one. Yeah, 100%. Um, Some examples of like the superwoman type is like uh, some questions to check whether this applies to you. (gasps) Okay, question me. Do you stay later at the office than the rest of your team, even after the point that you've completed the day's necessary work? Sometimes, but actually I get in an hour and a half earlier than everyone else, so, even yes. if I don't have <laughs> much to do, even though I always have much to do. So yeah, but the other way around. Do you get stressed when you're not working and find downtime completely wasteful? Yes, 100%. Can't take a holiday. It's nightmare. Have you left your hobbies and passions to fall by the wayside? Yes. Who doesn't do that? Sacrificed to work? Yes. <laughs> do you feel like you haven't truly earned your title? despite numerous achievements, so you feel pressed to work harder and longer than those around you to prove your worth? Actually, answer is no to that one. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've worked hard enough to earn my title, yeah. Well done. But at the beginning of being the founder of a company, I'm oh, sure yeah, big the first time. No. few years. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. I think that's a challenge, you know. Now in the advent of Emma Gannon's multi-hustle, which guys, you need to go get that book. Multi-hyphen method. Multi-hyphen method. But also she's coined the multi-hustle, right? Okay. Which is basically where you have Actioning the multi-hyphen method. That is actioning <laughs> it. You have loads of um, different jobs, basically. Mm. I think that can really attribute to imposter syndrome because one, you're moving hat from hat to hat and you're kind mm. of like, okay, I'm a specialist in this, then I'm a specialist in that, well, and, I'm doing this. And you might en- inevitably end up feeling like you're a jack of all trades. Also, something mm. that I found really difficult So I've recently gone from owning a fashion company where people would say, what do you do? Mm. And I would say, oh, I'm a fashion designer, even though that was not my role in the company. But it was just the easiest way of explaining what my job is, you know, when it's like in a conversational setting. Mm -hmm. And and then I I took some time away from work for my health and started kind of doing multi-hyphen method stuff you know freelancing and taking bits of work that I could you know playing to each of my different skills and strengths because obviously when you run a business you develop a huge catalogue of skills skills, and so it can be difficult to feel like you know when you move you got one that yeah Yeah. you can start to feel a bit like a jack of all yeah and um especially when you're like competing for jobs with people who have been doing the same variations of the same role for like yeah. six seven years yeah and um yeah what uh, to this day um well not so much recently but for a long time I really struggled with um meeting new people and mm. them asking what do you do yeah big time yeah. and I would go <clears throat> like I couldn't get it out yeah because for, well for for a window of a, 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 like a year and a half I didn't know what I was doing you know I was like trying to do health blogging I was basically unemployed but freelancing bits and bobs here and there with um you know digital marketing or sometimes it was like creative writing or it was oh she's gonna say (laughs) there we go (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah and so um I think that that can be something that's like 
could be a challenge. So maybe mm. if you if if that resonates with you as a listener, yeah. Um, just get it really clear in your head what your response is. It doesn't have to be the signature on the end of your email no. or whatever, but just get it clear in your head what you do, especially if you're doing lots of different things. Yeah. Get it like a, it's a spiel, like it's your tagline. Oh, my God. So that it can just roll off the tongue and you can deliver it with confidence. Do you know how many times I I did a, um, a, a thing where I had to go over to the US and pitch to loads of different people in one day? And the way Americans pitch is amazing. They give you six seconds and you have to have a sentence. And then if they don't like the sentence, they're like, yeah, cool, thanks so much. It's not for me. Move on. <laughs> and it's like, holy fuck. But what that did was it, anything that you're worried about, and actually this is going to come into our kind of tips on how to deal with imposter syndrome, mm. but preparation, even preparing your smile. I was having a chat with um, this amazing lady called Bonnie Parsons who owns a company called Scene on, uh, Scene on Screen. And she was telling me that prior to setting up her business, she just spent hours practicing her smiling face because she was going to be on camera. Mm. She was going to have photos taken of her. so she, And meeting and she new cre- people. Yeah. And she basically just created a muscle memory. So she felt confident in that moment to just switch it on. Yeah, and I've she's got there. that. The annoying thing is every single picture of me looks exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just, just tilt and smile and good side. Yeah, I was going to say, you definitely are very persistent with the good side. Okay, so shall we get on to... So Tara and I have really poured over kind of what we, we do on a regular basis to overcome imposter syndrome, but also what the experts are saying. Mm. So we're going to run you through a few of these things. Oh, and before we get on to that, thank you very much for the pointing, Tara. Um, one thing that is really good to do is signing up to Notes from the Universe. I don't know if anyone's ever heard about this, but it was actually Laura Weir, who is the editor of ES Magazine, who put me onto this through her Instagram stories. But Notes of the Universe is a, I suppose, community of 800,000 people that are living across the globe. And every single day you get something in your inbox. That email. Just, yeah, it's an email. And I think that's the absolute number one thing if you have a um job where you are at your desk a lot of the time and a lot of the conversation or the work that you do is via email sometimes I find emails I I I personally absorb them a lot better than someone saying oh you look great babe or you know it's all going well for you for me email communication means well it it almost catches you off guard because so often especially in like your role or if you're if your um role at your company is someone who's going to be dealing with firefighting and crisis management a lot of the time yeah um you know it's nice to get something positive because chances are everything in your email inbox is going to be asking something of you or telling you something's gone wrong (laughs) Yes, babes. How did you know? (laughs) Um, Exactly. So you get this email. It's amazing. You know, I've been doing it for, well, I did it for a stint and actually I need to re-sign up to it. But basically it comes into your inbox and it says things like everything's working out perfectly. So it's like positive affirmations. So it's positive affirmations. So you get that in the middle of the day and you're like, oh, okay, fine. It's weird how how well it works, actually. So anyway, I would suggest that you go and sign up to that. Just Google uh, Notes from the Universe and it will come up as the top link. So on to tips on how to overcome. The first one, which I know that we've discussed a lot in this, is 
preparation. So again, this is something that I recite over and over and over to myself when I'm going into a situation where I don't think I can deliver, I haven't done it before, I am incapable or it's something that is new for me. Often I suffer from imposter syndrome in those situations. So I always remember the five Ps. Yeah. We've recited the five Ps before, haven't we, Meg? Yeah, but I'm going to do it again. <laughs> okay. So, prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. Oh my God, it's six. I can't count. <laughs> take, <laughs> take piss out. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. Yeah, that's it. And that is 100% a thing. You know, the more you practice it, again going back to what fires together wires together the more your brain is completely comfortable in that situation it's it's something that happens certainly around public speaking I now love public speaking when I first started doing it I had such bad imposter syndrome Mm. why does anyone want to hear me speak what have I got that's interesting to say and then the more I did it practice preparation understanding my subject really going through everything in the mirror beforehand going through it with my husband going through it with my friends and now it's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. So preparation is key. It's also just like a really good practice to remind yourself that you do know what you're talking about. Holy shit. You yes. are good enough. Yeah. You know, you if you've been given for example an opportunity to speak on a topic, it's mm-hmm. because people believe you are an expert on that topic. Mm-hmm. So uh, and that leads us quite nicely into one of uh, one of the takeaways that I had. Um which is actually taken from a Refinery29 article about imposter syndrome recently, which we'll put in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but this is a quote from, um, they spoke to, uh, and I can't remember how many, but they spoke to a few women who work at Refinery mm-hmm. about their experiences of imposter syndrome. Yeah. And one of the women said, sometimes it's easier to believe in yourself through the eyes of someone else. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about the context of... Um, being given a promotion at work and then and then after the promotion she got imposter syndrome yeah and so she had to remind herself that her boss who she admires and knows is brilliant yeah um a hired her in the first place believing that she was good enough for the job yeah and then affirmed that by deciding to give her a promotion once she really knew her yeah. and could see how brilliant she was. So sometimes if, you, if you're if you struggling to find that real self-belief and confidence in yourself at the moment, don't mm-hmm. worry and don't beat yourself up about that as well yeah. as everything else. Um, you know, if, you, if there's people who you admire and they believe in you, yeah. um, believe, in, believe them. <laughs> Listen to them. Yeah, take their word for it. You trust if you trust their opinion on everything else. Um, and so another tip that that leads on quite nicely from that is I I kind of made this up today, which I'm really into, and I'm going to start doing it on my phone. Is to keep a record of praise at work. Yes. So um, like basically, I got an adorable tweet the other day from um, one of my uh, colleagues, and it like made me cry <laughs> it was amazing it was the don't, nicest don't. she thing. doesn't want to know that i'm like no of course not but it was so nice anyway i screenshotted it and um and i highly recommend doing the same with emails or texts 
or anything that you've got that's just like a little thumbs up yeah especially from like people who are your superiors or who you really admire yeah and save them all in a folder on your phone yeah big time so that when you are feeling low or, or if you are um having those moments of self-doubt you can open it up and read through them and what's great about saving things in your um phone like in an album mm. is that you can access it offline as well so if you're like stuck on the tube and you can't get on the wi-fi yeah instagram's dead then you can go through that read through that and just give yourself that boost yeah. of knowing that people who whose opinions you really respect and who know what they're talking about think you're brilliant 100 percent, 100 percent. i think that's a really good I think that's really good also, this is a slightly further down the list that we've made, but in terms of receiving compliments, often a sign that you are suffering from imposter syndrome is that you can't take a compliment. And when someone gives you a compliment, you brush it away or you respond with, oh no, not really, or are you kidding, or all those types of things. Um, And I think that what Tara is saying about making sure you keep those compliments in a place that you can regularly refer to and regularly draw from when you're feeling particularly isolated or out of your comfort zone. Also changing your habits and responses with compliments. So when someone says a compliment to you, Tara, your skin is looking great today. Thank you. That's all you need to do. She doesn't sound like an idiot. She doesn't sound up herself. She's just receiving the compliment. There's something really important about receiving people's praise. I had a conversation with someone today at work and they are doing so brilliantly. And they responded to my praise by saying, no, 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 no. Mm. And that means that that person isn't thinking the way I'm thinking. So even if it's hard for you to say thank you, you know, even if you don't agree with that person, by changing that habit mm. of not receiving a compliment, you'll start to actually be more open to receiving. Do you know how I like to frame it? Because my mum really, be- really like beat this into me when yeah. I was like younger. Um, mentally, guys. Mentally, guys. <laughs> yeah, she hammered it home uh, metaphorically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> She uh, she um, told me to think of it as a gift. Like, if someone gave you a gift, even if you don't want it... You would never You would say. never... And especially if you did want it... Yeah. You would never say, no, 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 no. I mean, some people do. Some people fucking nightmares to give gifts to as oh well. Oh, absolutely nightmares. But if it was like... Also, I do not understand a Christmas list just putting it out there. I really don't like it. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Um... It's, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, basically my mum, um, framed it for me, reframed it for me as seeing it as like good manners. Mm. Like if someone's giving you a compliment, you know, they're you taking the time it. to give it to you and, yeah. and, and they're not giving it with the intention of it being, um, it's not, it's not, they're not giving to receive No. as well. I think that's, that's also, also quite important. Some people... Uh, their habit for accepting a compliment is to repay it immediately. Yeah. And um, personally, I don't find that authentic. No. And my mum kind of tried to kind of talk me out of that as well. Like, just, like, graciously... All you have to do is graciously accept. Yeah. Just gratefully, graciously say thank you. And, of course, repay it. When the time is right. Exactly. In an authentic, genuine way. You know, always don't, um, don't hold back from paying other people compliments by any means oh, no way babes love dishing but it doesn't that. have to be like a, 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 a yeah it's not a it's not a game of tennis yeah 
All right, me. <laughs> I'm struggling to get my words out of it then. <laughs> She's like gesticulating so hard. All she can hear. She's like throwing her arms across. But I'm getting it. I'm with you. Um, another tip that I like to do quite often is in the back of my diary, because I keep a diary and journaling is also really good for imposter syndrome, especially if you keep a gratitude journal or an accomplishments journal. That's really good just to remind yourself that you're achieving a lot all the time. Mm. Because I think what we discussed earlier with Instagram where also any kind of social media it's always easy to get swept up in other people's achievements and really forget what you have done Mm. so in the back of my diary I just have a list of things that I'm proud that I've delivered or I've done and that might be working with someone I really am inspired by it might be getting my degree years ago it Mm. might be getting a good AS level it might be Um, nurturing my friendships in a way that means that they're going to be with me for a long time Mm. you know all these types of things and when things just pop into my head I just write it down and that list is so useful for me if I am having a particularly anxious or a day where it's really challenging if I just reread that honestly just disappears Mm. it's really useful so definitely start doing that Mm. on the topic of journaling as well um something came to my mind and then it just disappeared (laughs) you should keep a journal right (laughs) that is there was something that i thought oh that is a really good piece of advice tara why don't you share it and then it just disappeared so okay well i have another one so i'm gonna keep going okay cool um another thing that i think is really important and i really encourage people to do certainly in um my company is i remembered okay can you hold on to it yeah let me just take a note (laughs) is to self-promote. So if you, you always need to remember, if you don't have someone in your life, certainly, or someone in your work who is your champion, and I know everyone's using this term work wife at the moment, but you can't rely on someone else to always promote and have your best interests at heart. So it's really, really important that you do self-promote your successes. Or if you're particularly um, happy with an achievement or you were nervous about something and then it came off, there's absolutely no... um, shame in saying that was really hard and I'm really happy with what I've achieved Mm. and you will find that when you say that your peers and your seniors will go yeah you should be happy that you've achieved that that's Mm. fucking amazing you know self-promotion is so important and I think that we've got confused self-promotion exists outside of the digital sphere it needs to happen in your daily life as well Mm. and also if you're struggling with that you can absolutely ask your friends to help with that you know just say to your friends guys I need a bit of promotion I'm I'm really you know suffering from imposter syndrome at the moment and you'll find that they'll be like you did such a good job on that or I love what you're wearing today like the compliments will start coming a little bit more thick and fast Mm, love that um yeah sorry just to go back to journaling Uh, something that uh, came up to me so recently at my workplace um well we we had to do um we had to write bios Mm. which tough tough cool oh my god it got procrastinated around for so long like all of us none of us wanted to do it we were like completely cringing out at the thought of it. And then like eventually, you know, coming to do it, it's, it, for me, I found that it really aligned everything, like kind of telling my story in the context of why I am in my current position. That's nice. And um, as well uh, at my work, we talk about superpowers Mm -hmm. and um, we like to, uh, rather than like, 
hiring people or uh, putting people in their roles based exclusively on just their CV. Yeah. Um, we assess what what everyone's superpowers are. And so you have to be forthcoming with those as so well. So what are your superpowers? Oh, don't put me on the spot. Well, I want to know what a superpower <laughs> is. I'm thinking, oh, what would my superpower oh, yeah, be? Oh, yeah, I suppose I'm throwing a little jargony word around. But it's basically like what you love to do. Right. And what you're really good at. Great, mine's talking. Yeah. So <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to realize what you said. <laughs> yeah, it's what it's the it's things that you love to do and what you're really good at and what you're you know qualified for. Yeah. And so writing those things down and saying these are my superpowers for me when when we came to do this, which was a few months ago now for me, it was really empowering mm. and really helped me to overcome the imposter syndrome that I really was experiencing. Mm. Um, yeah, doing what was like a kind of shift and changing my career, mm. but actually writing the bio and realizing how actually everything that I'd done up until now was leading me to this moment and then that this role is perfect for my superpowers yeah then you know there's no question about I I stopped questioning myself right guys if you take anything away from this podcast (laughs) you need to go and write down three superpowers or maybe even one or maybe two maybe five who knows just write <laughs> down your superpowers yeah okay cool so we're gonna end on some affirmations which yeah. obviously tara how would you describe an affirmation we obviously last week's episode yeah, was all about manifestation yeah so what is an affirmation so affirmations are um words mm-hmm. that affirm uh positively well you can affirm negative or positive so positive affirmations are uh, words that um affirm what you have mm-hmm. and or what you want and what you want to believe okay. about yourself or, or your life yeah so um so an example one. is well the one that i've written down for today which i think is a really important affirmation so you can write this on a post it and stick it on your fridge or on your mirror or save it as the um, screensaver on your phone or your de- or your laptop somewhere where you're going to see it throughout the day at work this is if you're really struggling with imposter syndrome mm. and that is I am worthy ah. just so that you can A remember your worth yeah but B affirm it yeah you know really this is absolutely confirmed and you have to say it in the first person yeah and in um, the present text Tense. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yeah. On three. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three. I I am worthy! worthy. Oh my God. And so are you guys. We love you. That's the end of this episode. Have a great day and don't doubt yourself. Woo! If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes as it helps others find us. Please stay in touch. We would really, really like to hear from you. You can get me on Instagram under Megan Morass, which is M-E-G-A-N-M-O-R-F-A-S-S, or on Twitter, Tiny But Mighty. And I am at Tara Starlet on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to connect with the podcast, we would love your feedback. You can find us on Instagram at The Slice Podcast or on Twitter at The Slice underscore Tweet.